the Big Ten season conference play is here. Uh, we've got some big games this weekend. I mean, the Michigan uh, State-Northwestern game is big, but, I mean, the, the game that's going to take the cupcake is going to be uh, Michigan-Wisconsin, hopefully at 12 o'clock on Fox uh, for Big Noon, Big Ten Noon. It's getting juicy, Brett. Thank you for the pause there. I, I loved it, by the way. I wasn't sure if you were expecting me to say anything or not. But, yeah, so, so we got conference play kicking off this week. Uh, we have some. Th- we have three teams that are in non-conference play. Um, we can. Uh, we'll do a little rehash on what happened in week three because uh, there was some. I think some. You know, not necessarily eye popping, but maybe some telling. Uh, you know, games about some of the teams that uh, are near and dear to our heart, as well as uh, some of the teams that aren't as near and dear to our heart. So we'll start uh, with a recap of week three. John, what did you have? To, what did you have to think about the Big Ten's performance in week three? Well, you know, for as much as we we've raved about uh, about the Big Ten in the first two weeks, uh, quite the quite the contrary for uh, for week three, not not a very impressive um, performance by the leaders and legends. Yeah, so it was not a very uh, good performance, uh, mainly by you know you had Michigan State kind of falling flat on their face. Uh, you had Purdue not necessarily being very competitive against the TCU. Uh, you had the team I root for in Illinois losing on the last second field goal to uh, to Eastern Michigan, uh, which I know burned you in uh, in our pick'em uh, last week. Uh, it doesn't give me much hope that the, doesn't give me much doesn't give me much hope that the uh, the Fighting Illini are maybe are going to get to that bowl game that I was kind of hoping that they'd get uh, this year, but. Uh, you know, still a lot of season left to play. I mean, uh, Purdue lost to Eastern last year, too, and they made it to a bowl game. So it's not like – and Eastern's not a bad team. They will be competitive in the MAC. Uh, and Illinois, I mean, I didn't watch much of the game, but, I mean, from what I read and for, heard from my old man is that Illinois shot themselves in the foot uh, a decent amount uh, with some of the costly uh, penalties as well as uh, some just turnovers. So um, – but yeah, I mean, you know, Ohio State once again impressed, uh, right? I mean, they uh, they as they always do. Uh, yeah, they they beat they beat Indiana big. Oh yeah, so that was yeah, uh, really the first game you know, of the season. More, more so, uh, you know, my takeaway was um, basically with our picks. I, I left I left week three confused um, for as for as good uh, for as good as I felt after after week two. Um, uh, was just the opposite for me this past weekend, and you know, and we'll recap our our pick fives, which was ugly for me. I salvaged a 500 week in the in the in the over unders, but um, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of activity on on Saturday from a from a Vegas perspective that left me scratching my head. Yeah, there was a lot that uh, left to be desired, but hey, it's a new week. Uh, we get to start off with, like I said, we have six games, so we will see where we are at. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's step in. Let's get into week four, and let's start talking about our games. So the first game that we're going to talk about is the team that I root for. Uh, they are playing a night game uh, in Memorial Stadium against the uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who rebounded last week. But I mean, uh, this total is the highest for the week. It is set at sixty-two. Uh, Nebraska is the line, and Nebraska, as we discussed offline, has jumped from uh, seven and a half to 13 and a half so i mean we're really expecting that uh i mean or the the betters are expecting that nebraska is going to do some scoring in this game and they're going to you know beat the line beat the line by two touchdowns 
Uh, I think Illinois is going to keep this game a little bit close. I think they're going to be a little pissed off after last week. I think they're going to clean up some of their mistakes. Uh, I think this game is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, I'm going to take the over of the 62. I mean, what, this is our third year doing this. We're starting to think more and more alike. Um, you, you know, it, it's tugging at me to go under on this game, but uh, but I have a hunch, you know, especially with it being the highest number on the board uh, this week, is that uh, is that I agree with you on the on the over. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some, some points out there. Uh, I agree with you also that this is going to be closer. I, you know, spread-wise, I, I don't have a good feeling on, on whether – Illinois covers or or Nebraska uh, lays the points, um, uh, but I do think it's going to be it's going to be tight. Uh, they're probably giving Nebraska love because they kind of woke up last week, albeit you know Northern Illinois is kind of reduced to a mid tier MAC team uh, now. So so I think people are starting to think, okay, maybe maybe the real Nebraska, what they expect, is starting to show up this year. Uh, regardless of all that, for the purposes of uh, of our podcast, uh, I agree with you. There's going to be some scoring, like uh, you know, forty five twenty four type of game. All right. Well, I hope if it's 44, 45-24, it's in favor of the Fighting Illini, uh, <laughs> not Nebraska. The orange is on top of that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, all right, well, the next game is going to be probably the lead, well, the, I guess, it, I don't know, it's debatable between the other another game down the schedule as which game is going to be more fun to watch. Uh, that is UConn at Indiana. Uh, UConn's already played one Big Ten team this year in Illinois. Uh, they, I don't think they've been an FBS opponent in quite some time. I think all their wins in the past have been against FCS teams. Uh, this total is uh, set at 56 and a half. Uh, I think there's going to be some scoring here. UConn can score. I mean, they're going to turn the ball over. Indiana, you know, is going to look to rebound after the schlacking they took last week. Uh, I know they're not the Indiana of, you know, the uh, the old days or, you know, of Antoine Randall days where they're going to have to outscore their opponents. They do actually play some type of defense. But, I mean, I think this game is going to be a little bit more of the highest scoring. Like, in the, uh, Indiana is going to get in the 40s. Uh, UConn could be in the 20s. Uh, I, I didn't put this game in my pick five, but but I, I don't think there's any way Indiana, even at home, wins this game by more than four touchdowns. Um, so I, I see the outcome of this game similar to the UConn and Illinois outcome earlier on. So give me like a 31 to 23 type of type of game. And so uh, if I'm doing my math correctly, that leaves it at under for me. All right. The next game that we're going to talk about is a uh, two. Well, I mean, one two teams that need to rebound. Well, one team needs to rebound. One team needs to show that they have an offense. Uh, that is Michigan State traveling into Evanston to take on uh, the Northwestern Wildcats. This has the lowest total of the week by far, by almost a full touchdown. It is at thirty-eight and a half. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think there was a one or two games last year, maybe where we saw a line that was under. Uh, under that 38 and a half and I'm pretty sure probably involved Michigan State both times uh, but yeah I, I'm actually gonna, I'm going to take the under on this one I'm not going to get bit by this one I think this is going to be like a 20 to 14 type yeah. of a game 18-16 type I mean it's not going to be it's not going to be a very high scoring game whatsoever yeah well and, and um, you know Vegas logic on this definitely says uh, beg you to bet the, bet the over so, so it's going to go under on this game but actually, I'm going against it this time. I just I think as as much as with with the Illinois line jump, um, 
that, that you talked about um, where people are having some love, maybe or, you know, regaining some love for Nebraska. I think they've lost all kinds of confidence in Michigan State's uh, in Michigan State's offense. So th- this is this line is actually confusing for for me, and and I'm going against what I would typically think for this game. And and I think I think there's more offense than I, I think last week was partly a credit to Arizona State's defense um, this year rather than Michigan State's offensive ineptitude. So so I think they are going to score, and I think it's going to go quite a bit over the 38. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, uh, Michigan State, you know, that's two years in a row that they've been shut down by Arizona State. So maybe there's, uh, maybe Arizona State just got their, uh, got their number. Uh, but, I mean, Michigan yeah. State's, Michigan State, you know, just they, year in and year out. I mean, they have the defense, but the offense always seems to be lagging behind. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens in that game. Uh, I mean, it's going to be an interesting one to watch, nonetheless. I mean, it's going to be might be ugly, but it'll be interesting. All right. So the next game, uh, which I when I saw the the total for this, I actually thought it was the the spread of the game, uh, and that's the uh, Miami Ohio going into Ohio State, um, the horseshoe. So we got uh, you know Grand Valley owns uh, Chuck Martin uh, taking on Ryan Day and the uh, and the Buckeyes. Uh, Fifty six and a half is the line. I don't think we really need to talk much about this game. Ohio State has, you know, looked like they are far and away the best team in the conference. They've yet to be challenged and really even scored upon. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the over, and I think Ohio State's going to hit the over on their own. Yeah, sorry, you're you're cutting out a, a little bit there, so I didn't no. know you were finished. But um, I, I would agree with you. I, I I see something similar to what they did with uh, with Indiana last week. You know, 51 to 10. 10 type of game uh you know ride ride the ohio state over there's you know there's so much talent there um and they don't let down you know they don't have a game where they they go to sleep and you know or disappear on 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 offense like other teams in this conference do and um and and you know you just gotta you just gotta ride them you just gotta you know they're just gonna score and and you know like like you said there's a very good chance they go they go over by themselves and as much as we want to write uh root for the chuckster i mean you know he's just going to be undermanned. You know, uh, compared to the to the school to the to the north. Yeah, uh, is it is that really to the Which north? Columbus of? is north of uh, of Oxford, correct? I, I you know what I have no idea. Uh, I am not in Ohio. Um, I I, th- I I think Oxford. Uh, it's Oxford, right? Oxford, yes. Ohio. Yeah, it's Oxford, Ohio. Which is weird because the school is named Miami of Ohio and it's in yeah. Oxford. So. And, and I believe well, it's in the it's in the Miami Valley. You know, yes. that's that's the reference there. And so I believe Oxford is between Dayton and uh, Columbus. Okay. All right. Well, now we so, have all been so for, for our Slappy fans. There's 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 uh, your your geographic uh, lesson for the state of Ohio today. Well, thank you, John. I I, I truly appreciate that. Uh, as do our uh, two fans. So uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next game, uh, which is the other. I mean, this game is actually has a little bit of intrigue. Uh, I mean, Boston College at Rutgers. Uh, Boston College laid a big giant egg last week against uh, Kansas. Uh, so I'm assuming they're going to come out and they're going to be a little fired up. Rutgers is Rutgers. We don't really need to talk more about them. They are probably the worst team in the Big Ten. Uh, you know. Illinois may give them a ride for their money if they keep playing like they did again last week. 
Uh, but I this total is set at 57 and a half. Uh, I think this game is going to actually go under. I think Boston College is going to you know sew up some of their defensive issues that they had last week, uh, and they're going to uh, they're going to win this game in uh, in Piscataway. But it's going to be uh, you know a lower scoring affair. Uh, yeah, this will be close to the number, but I, but I ultimately agree with you on this one. I think it's going to go just a bit, uh, just a bit under. Um, uh, what would you say the the total was? Fifty seven and a half. Fifty seven and a half. So yeah, this this one will be close. This one will this will be one of your your typical you know bad beats on Scott Van Pelt where it'll be like a thirty four thirty three and you know they take the knee on the half yard line you know going into score to to end the game or something like that. So so this one will be interesting, but but I think it'll I think it'll go a touch under. You might be good at geography, John, but you're not very good at math. Fifty seven and a half. It does not equal thirty four and thirty three. Oh, it sounded like you said thirty-three. So I'm gonna. So excuse me. Oh. So maybe I can't hear. So maybe it's you know. Uh, no, you're, yeah. you're getting old. You're maybe, getting old. I am. Maybe all right. All right. So well, if I was wrong, then we'll let Slappy Land correct me, or Slappy Land can correct you. Well, or my geography is not that good either. It's yeah. in, the Oxford is actually between and west of um, Dayton and Cincinnati, so it's actually oh. south of of Dayton. Oh, all right. And so, and. And near the the Indiana border. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, that is yeah, that is a lot more interesting than I thought it was. I mean, you know, like a lot closer to Indiana than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so, um, all right. Uh, okay. A lot of a lot of undesirable people that came out of uh, Oxford, Ohio, too. Oh wow, jeez, oh Pete. I mean, oh, are you talking about Ben Roethlisberger? Do I need to give you that history? Huh? Ben Roethlisberger. Well, him, but but do I have to give a history lesson too? You might have to, John. What is the uh, what's the what's the gripe against uh, good old uh, Oxford? Um... Oxford is also known as uh, one of the birthplaces for the KKK. Oh, I did 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 not know that. Did not know that. Um, so all right. Well, now I learned something. I learned something new. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, you're, you're usually teaching me, Brad. I know. I've knowledge up there, too. All right. So, okay. So, now we come to the game that is the most interesting game of the Big Ten slate for this week. Uh, it is happening in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, at about 2 30, we'll all be jumping around. Uh, we got the Buck, or the, I mean, not the Buckeyes, the Badgers hosting uh, the Wolverines. And what should be, I mean, a very interesting game. I think. I mean, I don't. I mean, don't know what really what else to say. This. I don't have it. I don't really don't have a good feel in this game. Wisconsin has looked lights out, uh, but Wisconsin, you know, their offense tends to struggle against teams that have a solid defense. Michigan's defense still. I mean, you know, is it's young and inexperienced as they lost a ton of guys to the NFL last year. But I mean. You know, I guess maybe the the taste of having I've seen Michigan play Alex Hornerbrook and his inability to move the ball downfield uh, still leaves me a little lot to be desired, even if Hornerbrook's not there. And Wisconsin's QB now looks like he can actually throw the ball. Uh, the total, by the way, for all of our fans, is set at forty five, uh, and I actually think that this game is going to go over the forty five. I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than uh, than we believe. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the games end up close to close to the number this week. 
you know, you, you want me to call a push on this game? I mean, if you really want to call a push, you can call a push. I mean, like, because then I like my odds. I like my odds. I mean, because then, you know, if it's, it gives me, it's 45 of the field, and I really believe I can get, win that, so. You know, my analysis on this game before I, before I give my pick is, and I was thinking about this earlier, and, you know, it was interesting to kind of see the, you know, the ESPNs of the world, you know, kind of, you know, really be kind of being critical of Harbaugh that this is like a, you know, make or break type of type of game for him, and the, you know the natives are going to start to get restless, um, depending on the outcome of this game. I really think that for being week four of the season and the whole Big Ten schedule ahead of them, that I would call this a must win for for Michigan if they're going to compete at the national level. If they lose this game, they will never. As long as Harbaugh's there, you know I don't know what the next regime holds, but if if they don't win this game, they will not win the Big Ten with with Harbaugh around, because this is the year where it's now or never. You know this is the year where there's an opportunity for them, and if he can't get it done, and it starts with this game, because there's nothing to say that if if if, if he loses, you know big the Big Ten East is is so strong that uh, no worse than eight and one is going to win it. Um, or, uh, and, and so, so if he loses, even if they finish eight and one, they're gonna they're gonna lose in a, in the tiebreak, and they won't they won't make it to the uh, to the Big Ten championship. Right. So, um, this is a make or break game for me, in my opinion, for for Harbaugh and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I mean, if Michigan doesn't win this game, then it's gonna be very hard for them to be able to compete in the Big Ten East uh, because they will already have that loss going against them. Uh, as you know, schools like Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State uh, don't have that going yet. You know, you know that loss uh, on their record. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure if this would be the you know preclude Michigan from ever winning a conference titles on the line or down the road. But I mean, it's going to be. In a, I mean, yes, it's going to put more pressure on Harbaugh to win, uh, and he's going to have to you know he's going to have to do it now. I mean, like even I mean, I think he's feeling some of the heat now because they're they're not doing what they wanted him to do. Yeah. I mean, they're doing what what you know fans outside of Michigan think that they're doing. I mean, what they're what they're expecting of Michigan. But I mean, like the Michigan fan base is, you know, a little bit more delusional than than you know the national fan base or national opinion of Michigan. Where the national opinion of Michigan is that you know they're a nine to ten win team every year. Michigan fans think that they're a twelve win team every year. Uh, and you know, we just haven't seen twelve wins in about twenty one years. So. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, yes, this is going to be the pressure game for him. Uh, but I think, I mean, I'm more interested yeah. I'm more interested in to see how Wisconsin plays than I am actually how Michigan plays. Because if Wisconsin beats Michigan or whatever, I mean, they're, I mean that could set them up for, you know, a potential run towards, you know, being an outside shot at the CFP if they can run the table. Especially if they beat them handily. I mean, if this is a, you know, if they win by a last-second field goal or something, it's like, okay, well, you know, we, we thought this game was going to be a coin flip anyway. If they beat Michigan handily, then I would completely agree that we might have to start seriously paying attention to what Wisconsin might do this year. Um, and the other part of Michigan, you know, where I really started to feel that way about, you know, this game really makes it now or never for, um, for Harbaugh is I don't think I'd have the same opinion if, if they – beat the pants off of their first two opponents. Right. Um, you know, they were, 
you know, they won convincingly enough in, in week one, but was it really impressive in the grand scheme of things? No. And then they they really, they eked by you know, last week. So um, if, if they beat him handily, then I'd be like, okay, well, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. You know, Wisconsin's pretty good. and But, but no, I mean, Michigan hasn't impressed. Um, we learn a lot. You're right. We learn a lot about Wisconsin this weekend, especially – you know, is is it them or were uh, USF and Central Michigan just drastically inferior? So, um, so yeah, it's a, you know it's a very intriguing uh, early afternoon game on Saturday, and all that you know all that talk. My my pick is uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the under on this. I think it, it's going to be close to the number. We'll go 24 to 24 to 20. I have no idea who wins, uh, but I'm going under. All right. So there we have it. We've recapped. We've talked about this week's games in of week four for the Big Ten slate. Uh, now we'll move on to our pick five segment, uh, where we will go through each. Uh, we'll go through five games that we picked, starting with our one being the weakest and our five being the strongest. Uh, and I'm gonna. I'll start right at the bat. I'm gonna go out to uh, the Pac-12. I'm uh, gonna do that Utah USC game. Uh, it is at uh, the line I have is uh, for total is at 52. Uh, I'm gonna take the under of that game. I think this USC, uh, you know, they, you know, they Ooh. fell flat in their face last week. Uh, Utah is not necessarily a team that's going to put up a ton of points. So, I mean, if I'm expecting Utah to win this game, which I do, uh, I'm expecting it to be more of a lower scoring game in the uh, like the 28 uh, 14 type of a score. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that game later for for me. It won't be won't be regarding points though um you know because i have have no feeling on the total total and good on you uh good on you for that one so um so you like you like the under on that one um you know that's interesting because i'm also going to the to the pac-12 but i'm going to the palouse um and just you know i'm I'm picking this one as my one um not that i'm totally convinced uh, about my pick but it's something to be interested in to give me a reason to stay up late on saturday night so uh so i'm going i'm going wazoo minus 18 and a half who are they uh who are they playing john who are they playing oh they're playing okay all right well that's easy enough i mean yeah that's yeah chip kelly is a dumpster fire right now so um so yeah that one could be a very interesting one uh wazoo i mean didn't uh i think that was the uh they were the one game I got wrong last week, I believe, because I believe I had them and uh, nope, I did not. I that was oh, game one. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I just I was thinking about picking that game because of the line being so high. Because uh, I think that was wasn't it Wazoo versus Houston or was that two weeks ago? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, that was last Friday. Was it last Friday? Friday? Yeah. Oh, that was a game I think I picked in uh, in the covers or whatever, and then I missed it. So bastards, because uh, I thought they did they'd cover against Houston and they did not. Uh, so yeah, all right. So what's your number? Uh, what's your number two game? And I should have led into the conversation by saying, like, I you know I need to redeem my one and four. I think last week, you know, since we've been doing these pick fives, I think by far this was my this was my worst week. It was it was brutal, and two of them were like borderline bad beats. Um, or no, no, that that was for that that was for the other pool that I had that I had two that you know. Didn't, not that a four and six week would have been great anyway, but then you know you had two two that lost for me at the end to make me two and eight. <laughs> it's a bummer, bummer for you. I mean, so that's why I mean I like to you know I like to wait till the end of it, and I didn't. I mean you know 
before I make my picks. I have not made my picks in that pool yet, and I will do that uh, probably tomorrow when I'm at work. But uh, and take a look, see, and see what games I want to go with. Wait, what do you mean? You like to wait until the end? You, you, I like to wait until I like to wait until Thursday or Friday to to pick for the games for the covers. Wow. So. I like, to, I like to see where the line is taking me, John. It talks to me. It whispers to my hair. So. <laughs> All right. For my for my number two uh, or my two pointer, um, ah, you know, it's the same kind of rationale as Wazoo. I'll, you know, I want to have a little interest in the big game of the week. So um, uh, this is, you know, it's a tricky line with Georgia and Notre Dame. Uh, Fourteen and a half right now. I'm not crazy about that because, quite honestly. The line that's speaking to me on this game is is full Vegas logic because I don't care how good you know you got a number three against number seven you have a you know you have two teams and I know there's turnover every year but you have two teams who played to a 2019 game two years ago in in Notre Dame so obviously things change there but there's there's no reason this game should be two touchdowns plus high. Uh, I'd love to see the game go down to 13 and a half because then I would uh, really enjoy putting my, uh, you know, putting my dollar on on uh, on Georgia. Uh, uh-huh. I think I think Vegas is begging you to bet Notre Dame, and I think at 14 and a half, this will be an interesting one where Notre Dame loses by 14 on the on the dot. So, um, but I'm not interested in that. Um, I think because of the trickiness of the line, whether it fluctuates between 13 and 15. Uh, is, is I'm going points on this game. So, so I think because of, you know, because of the, the debate on, okay, is Notre Dame going to cover or is Georgia going to push it, you know, push it over the, the points that they're, they're giving, I think there's going to be some scoring in this game, so I'm going over the 58. Okay, over the 58, okay. All right. And we'll talk about that game uh, later on because I do have a, a feeling on the, on the line one way or another. Um so, but I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna go back to my MAC action, um, and I'm gonna take Ohio minus minus the points uh, this week. Uh, let me see. Um, you know, I went to the well last week with in the MAC. Uh, they are playing Louisiana, not LSU, but just Louisiana, uh, uh, whichever Louisiana. Uh, and, uh, and I'm gonna take. Uh, who is it actually? It is straight up Louisiana. Okay, so then it's minus three. Uh, oh, is that? Yeah. I'm trying to think of. Shouldn't it be a Louisiana something something? Is there just a? Is there a school actually just called Louisiana? Well, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns are now just the University of Louisiana. Oh, are they? they? Be Louisiana Lafayette. I did not yeah. know that. Huh. Interesting. I don't see, John. You've taught me another thing. I was wondering what the heck it was. I was looking to see. There we go. You know. So, yep. but um, but they're a minus nine uh, favorite. So I'm going to take the uh, the nine points. I'm going to run with it, and I'm going to say, go Bobcats. Or no, sorry. It's 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 not minus. It's not minus nine. It's minus three. I wrote it down wrong. I was looking at the other line ahead of me. So it is Ohio minus three. So I'm going to take Ohio minus three. So. Jeez, oh, Pete. I'm sure. Did you just play it? On our pick five, did you just play a teaser? I apparently I did. So yes. So and I'm going to lead right into that one, and we're going to stay in the Big Ten, or we're going to go to the Big Ten. Sorry, not stay in the Big Ten. We're going to go to that game in Evanston, where you think there's going to be more high scoring. I say it's going to be a low scoring game, and because of the fact that I believe this is going to be a low scoring game, uh, I'm going to take Northwestern, and I have the line I have that is at plus nine. 
I'm taking Northwestern plus the nine points. This game is going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be ugly. It's going to, you know, it's going to be like, you know, the good old Penn State days of playing Iowa, where it's going to be like three to two or something like that. So, uh, in the first, in, in the first, yeah, in yeah. the first half. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what's going to happen. So, I'm expecting the mighty Fitzgeralds of Northwestern to keep it close against Sparty because Sparty's offense can't do anything. Northwestern's offense can't do anything. It's going to just be a slobber knocker. Um, plus nine for Northwestern. Book it. We, we disagree on all accounts in that game because, because quite honestly, I, I love Sparty. I, I love Sparty to, you know, I, to, to blow him out. Like, I, you know, I, I'm thinking this game's going to be like a, a 38 to 14 type of game. So, so, so we're completely, we're completely off base on this one. So this is, a, this will be interesting just for, just for conversation's sake to see how that, see how that game plays out. Yes. You can, you can, we'll, we'll be taxing throughout it because I will be playing cornhole. You will be doing whatever you do on a Saturday down in Florida uh, and I Co- will, yeah. Coaching T-ball, buddy. Coaching T-ball. Coaching T-ball. Oh, come on. You guys You guys should be coaching T-ball in the morning. It shouldn't be like at 12 o'clock. It should be, should be done by 12 it o'clock. Is. It's 9 a.m. Okay, well then fine. You'll see, there you go. That's yep, what you'll be doing. So, yeah. All right. Well, good luck with the T-ball. But, I mean, it's uh, Northwestern's going to, uh, they're not going to win the game. I didn't say they were going to win the game. But, I mean, uh, it's just going to be, they're going to stay within nine. So, and there we're going to go with that. So, number three for Mr. Rossick. What do you have? So, that's, uh, that, that's right. You got the big cornhole tournament this weekend, so so should I expect a, a drunk dial? You know, you've been kind of incognito on uh, uh, or incommunicado. You know, I, I always get those those you know that terminology confused. I'm not Richie. Um, I'm, I'm not Richie. In, I'm not Richie incognito. I a lot of you know in game debates. Yeah, well, I will be. I, well, to be honest with you, John, I have not been drinking as much as I used to, so I've uh, I've sobered up a little bit. But this weekend, I will be drinking a little bit more. So I'm sure, yes, that you will probably get a drunken phone call, especially when you know the, the team I pick at number four, you know, is going to uh, to do what they do. So, but we won't. We're not there yet. You still have to make your third and fourth pick before I even get to go with my number four. So, who's number three, John? Give us number three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slow playing all this. So, so I'm going uh, uh, you know, to to talk about the game that you started out with. I'm I'm going that Utah and USC game. Uh, for me, I'm doing I'm doing the money line on this one. I, I like uh, I like Utah to uh, at the minus 170 for sure. I think it's you know I think that I think Utah's the real deal out west this year. So uh, you know I think the line's at four you know, four points. So I think if I had to bet it, I. I think I'd probably lay the points with um, with Utah, but I'll just I'll, I'll play it safe with the minus one seventy money line. All right, sounds good. I mean, I think Utah's gonna win that game too, so uh, not a bad pick there. All right, so who do you have for your number four? Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping. You know, it's interesting. I'm I'm keeping the night game themes, especially for my first uh, first couple. So so I'm going to the the premier Big Twelve game. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State, where where Texas is a six point favorite here. Um, you know, I, I love what they have going on in Texas. I know they had a tough loss against LSU a couple couple weekends ago, but but I, I don't think Oklahoma State is is really you know I, I think they're Gundy's always going to have them ready and be be competitive, but I just don't think the talent is there as it used to be with uh, with Oklahoma State. And I think this I think this number is fair, but a little, but, but too little. So so I'm going Texas minus six. Tejas minus six. All right. All right. We are going to Athens for my number four. 
And then there's Notre Dame and Georgia. You already, you know, made your opinion on the on what you think the total is going to be for this game. Um, I I like what the line is at. Notre Dame plus fourteen and a half. I like that. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think Notre Dame's going to win this game. I mean, I would love it if they did, but I think their defense is actually better than most people think. And I mean, yes, I mean Notre Dame has fallen short in some of their games, you know, against the bigger t- opponents, but. The game against Clemson actually really wasn't the last year in the playoff. wasn't as bad as you know as possibly the final score indicated. Notre Dame actually played them a lot tougher. I mean, they played them a hell of a lot tougher than Alabama did for sure. But I mean, uh, but I think I'm not completely sold on Georgia either. Uh, Georgia's lost a lot of talent over the years in terms of you know on both their defense and offensive side of the ball. Uh, I'm not entirely sold on Jake Fromm as a quarterback. Uh, I mean, Ian Book still you know is interesting, but I mean. I like the fact that he's a mobile quarterback and that he's going to be able to make some plays possibly with his legs. Uh, I think Notre Dame's going to keep this game close. Uh, I mean, you're right. It could be one of those games where, you know, that George is going to be floating around that 14-point line or the entire game. Uh, so they'll keep me interested until that till that final bell or final whistle. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take Notre Dame in the points in this game. I, I have no, um, I have no issue with that, and I would say because we're forced to, as you know, we're we're forced to pick this game this week, and if it stays at fourteen and a half, I'm probably going to end up going Notre Dame because I think what's going to happen here is, you know, with with all the different books around and whether it be offshore money or whatever the case may be, it's going to fluctuate that point. So, so you know, the number is going to be in play, and and I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to see Georgia score a late touchdown to win by 14 so so i think if it goes down to you know so this is a game especially since in the other pool that we're in the hook kind of uh helps or hurts us and or or i'm sorry i'm I'm sorry the straight number uh ends up hurting you for the most part so so i think this is a game that's going to end up that that this is one of those games where where i typically like to i don't mind if i if i get a push because to me i have a if you push, you win philosophy. Right. Um, but but with this game, I want to keep the half point on it one way or the other. If it goes down to 13 and a half, I'd grab Georgia. If, if it stays at 14 and a half, I think I'm going to go Notre Dame. All right. All right, so the last game that I'm going to be choosing today uh, for my number five is the UCF game. Uh, UCF versus Pitt. UCF, UCF is going up north to take on Pitt. Uh, UCF, I mean, it's just they've just looked unreal. Uh, I mean, they've blew the doors off of Stanford. They've uh, they've just, I mean, they're they're a team that's on a mission, uh, and I like that minus eleven. So I'm going to take US UCF minus eleven at Pitt. Uh, they're going to do something, you know, that they're going to beat up on an ACC team. Uh, do you want me to analyze it, or do you just want me to say touche? You can say say touche. That's good enough. So touche then. Too. All right, touche. So all right. <laughs> well, give me minus eleven because I actually wrote it down at minus twelve. So, so oh really? Okay, yeah. No, I mean like the the web the website that I'm on has as at minus eleven. So I mean I haven't I didn't I don't I don't I mean I don't I didn't look at Vegas Insiders or whatever to see if that is. So I'm assuming that you have the same game on. Uh, so that's so touche means you have the same game. So we're uh, yes we're yes. thinking. Wow, John, that's two two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row we are going with that. That is unbelievable. Great minds think alike, except for picks one through four and uh, all the other games. So, yes. So, 
What I will say about that game, though, um, is what they did to Stanford. And I know Stanford might be might be down, and they're you know they're, the quarterback's not a hundred quarterback situation is not a hundred hundred percent health wise there. Uh, but the the whooping that they laid on um, Stanford, uh, this is the first week that that I'm on board with like. UCF is the real deal, and they need to start getting recognized. Yeah, I mean, and this is the game where, I mean, if they, I mean, because of the whooping they play on Stanford, and if they put a whooping on, you know, the team that was in the uh, ACC Conference Championship last year, uh, they put a whooping on that, then, I mean, you're going to start to see, you know, people are going to say, well, okay, maybe UCF could get in, could sneak in as that four team. And then just see what they can yep. do against, uh, you know, the Alabamas or the Clemsons uh, and see what happens. And if they can hold their own, then it gives precedence for other schools to make it in there later on. But we will see what happens. Because if this, if this is going to be the third year in a row that, that they're just beating pants off of everyone, um, I, I think you have to recognize and not just brush off the fact that they're, you know, that they're a group of five and their schedule's not great. I mean, they're, they're, flat out taking care of business and they could score and they just go up and down the field and they're not losing any pieces you know it seems like they're reloading year in and year out you know of course I, I don't know that they're competing with Bama or Clemson quite yet but but I think you know last week for the first time really convinced me especially when I saw that they were up like weren't they up like 38 to 7 at halftime or something yep, like that they're up, they're up bigger they than half the, you know took their yeah and then they just took their foot off the gas um, but you know this team's a, this team's a real deal. So uh, um, <laughs> you, I mean, we we can talk more about it. You, you know, you asked earlier about the recap for for last week, but uh, Penn State, you know, ho hum per- performance. But Pat Narduzzi should have been fired in the parking lot after that game. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, they. I mean, Pitt is not a school where I mean, it's uh, what pressure does he really have to face? I mean, like he's just got to be competitive and. Uh, and I mean, he's done that. He's made him relevant somewhat, and he's. But yes, I mean, you know, who kicks a field goal from one yard line? I don't know. So, but. Uh, when it was meaningless, yeah. it, it it didn't. It wouldn't have benefited them. Period. Right. So I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, and I don't. I mean, I don't watch much of that. I don't. I don't think I watched any of that game or whatever. Uh, but yes, that's. It, it follows the the Mark D'Antonio coaching tree, I guess. So, of some of his questionable calls. The, the, the crazy part about that, Brett, is that earlier in that possession, they went for it on on their own side of the field still. It was, you know, I think it was around their own 40 or 45. And they went for it on fourth and one, which I thought at that point, it's like, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't blame them for going for it, but that's a situation where Penn State's offense isn't doing much. Narduzzi's a defensive mind. So a punt there wouldn't hurt them if you played the field position game. They went for it. They got the big play out of it. They get down to the one-yard line. You know, granted, it's, it's fourth and one. But did I think Penn State was going to hold them four plays in a row? Absolutely not. I, You know, I think there were, the odds probably would have benefited Pitt to score on fourth down. And then, because of the rivalry aspect of that game, I wouldn't have doubted one bit if he went for two to, to beat him 18-17. And then to, to, he basically lost the game for them by deciding on that field goal. Now, obviously, he missed. But, again, who cares if he missed? It, it didn't matter. They still had to go down and score a touchdown anyway at the end of the game. Right. So, 
All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really, I mean, there wasn't much, there wasn't a lot of big games last week, so it wasn't really like there was much to talk about necessarily. Um, I mean, this is the week where we've got, you know, some of our, you know, the big games. I mean, you know, the Notre Dame game, uh, the Michigan game. Uh, I mean, you've got a, a decent, I mean, you got what, uh, what's the Pac-12 game? of? The, I mean, you got Utah and USC. Um, I'm trying to think of what is the biggest game. I mean, the other big games that are there. I don't. Uh, we have a few more. We have a few top. Right, that's the yeah, big Utah game. Utah and USC is the big one, and then you have Oregon and Stanford. But that that one's kind of lost its luster. Yeah, especially with everything that's uh, since Stanford uh, has kind of fallen on its face. Uh, Auburn, Texas A and M. Yep. I mean yep. that'll be a pretty big game. A and M is favored in that game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how you know. Uh, Bo Nix does in his second big game. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to just look and flip it through the schedule. Uh, Colorado and Arizona State should be an interesting game. Uh, I know Colorado lost last week, which, again, you know, wasn't fun for you. But, uh, but I mean, I don't think Colorado is a bad team by any means. And, I mean, I don't know if Arizona State is is that good or not. I mean, because they, I mean, they, they beat Sparty last year. They jumped in the top 25. And then I think they lost immediately, and they fell back out, and I don't think they ever sniffed it again. I don't think, and I don't think Arizona State scored over twenty points all year either. I think they've been no higher than the teens in any any uh, or each of their games this year. Uh, they, sco- they scored thirty in their first game. About that, but I feel like no, nah, they, they 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 beat Kent State thirty to seven in their first game. It. So they, but here's the uh, here's okay. the thing: they've okay. never they've given up. Seven points in all three of their games. So, uh, Kent State they beat by 20, 30 to seven. Sacramento State they won nineteen to seven, and Michigan State they won ten to seven. So, uh, if a team scores over ten uh, over seven points against them, that team's going to win that game more than likely. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean they played Kent State in so Sacramento. Colorado then. Yeah, they played Kent State in Sacramento State. So I mean, they've really played the the barn burners of uh of the of the college football world. So, uh, yeah, interesting, but but yeah, I mean, uh, and then they, I mean, they, yeah, they have a next. Their, I mean, their next three games are actually pretty tough. So they'd have to play uh, uh, Cal, who's ranked Washington State, and then Utah to wrap it up in the nineteenth. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, this week, will, I mean, it'll give you this week. We'll know a little bit more about the college football playoff. Uh, because you could see, in theory, three teams get eliminated uh, from it. I mean, with if Michigan were to lose, uh, if Nordame loses, and then if uh, I mean if Auburn loses, I think they would they'd be knocked out. Uh, and if Utah loses too, I would say they'd be knocked out. But I think the the Pac-12 is going to have a tough time getting a team in the CFP. Uh, I think you you could even make the argument that that a team like UCF actually has a better shot at the, the CF the college football playoff than the Pac twelve does. Uh, no, don't yeah, agree. Yeah, I think Utah. You give Utah the benefit of the doubt now since they're sitting at at ten. That you know if they could run the table, I think they deserve to be in the mix just based on where where the ranking is. But to your point, say Utah was below fifteen right now. I would completely agree that right. even if they even if they ran it, I think somebody might get a sniff ahead of them. Right. So, but yeah. So I mean, uh, 
But yeah, I mean, and the good thing is that I mean, like all these all these games are on at uh, at different times, so I don't think there's many that are actually going to be competing against each other in terms of the the viewership. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, because you got the Ohio. I mean, the Michigan uh, Wisconsin games at noon start. Um, the only game that is going to be in competition, I think, is going to be. Uh, I don't know the Notre Dame uh, Georgia game is is a night game now. So. Because I think originally it wasn't going to be a night game. I think it was earlier in the afternoon. Uh, no, I think that was our, always an 8. Was it? Okay. Well, then, yeah. So, you got 8, yeah. 8 o'clock that game. So, I mean, then you got the other SEC game is going to be um, uh, the 3.30 game on CBS. So, CBS is going to be racking up the, uh, the the ratings this week. It's like the years when, you know, you have the 3.30 SEC game, and then they always stick uh, Auburn, or not Auburn, but uh, Alabama and LSU at night. Yes, and oh yes, I always love that. So those are those are some yeah. So those are some fun games, some fun times. Even though Alabama was always whooped the crap out of uh, LSU, uh, so with the exception of I think the field goal game. But I mean, uh, but you know, it is what it is. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So all right, is there anything else that you want to uh, discuss? Because I mean, like I think this could be actually a pretty light podcast in terms of uh, talking. I mean, we don't have entirely much to talk about from week two I think week I mean or from week three I mean week four I think is going to give us a lot more to talk about uh, next week and then I mean, we'll start getting more into the meat uh, of the Big Ten schedule as well I mean there's always there's always baseball Brett you know if there um, I don't really have much regarding the NFL you know we could kind of talk you know our, our own personal you know pickums and gambling and survivors with their fantasy with uh with the with the NFL, but you know, there's always uh, gearing up for the for the baseball postseason. Well, I don't think much has changed since the last week, right? I mean, everybody's still in the same spot. That's I know wild card. That second one, well, even the first one, I mean, is now in jeopardy. I mean, you know, the Nationals don't have a, as big of a lead as I think they did last week. Uh, seems like they've been on a little bit of a slide, but the the Cubs haven't actually exactly been playing great baseball. Uh, the Brewers, I mean, you know, even I mean, losing yeah, losing Yelich. They've actually played, you know, surprisingly well, better with them, without them. But I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be. Then you've got the race for the AL, uh, the AL home field. So I mean, uh, and then the AL wild card too is an interesting one because you've got three teams in there as well. So I mean, it's gonna be. You're, I mean, the next two weeks are gonna be fun. I mean, hopefully you'll get to see some play-in games and whatnot. But I mean, like you know, it's. Um, I feel like I mean it. It's even though it's not. You know, settled. It almost feels like I mean, at least to me, like it's it is settled. I don't know. I don't know why. It just doesn't feel like it's there's not as much. And maybe it's because you know my team's not in it as much as whereas your team is still in the wild card hunt uh, for now at least. Uh, they're uh, how many games back at the Phillies now? Uh, they just lost. I mean, they did take two out of three out of the Braves, which is good because right. they, you know I think if if they lost the series or got especially got swept, you know they were all, all but done. Um, but they are they're four back um, they're four back from the second wild card uh, but their series coming up which you know again they're hanging by a thread they you know they have they're at Cleveland this weekend which is obviously big for both of them oh, yeah. and I think the Phillies are at a point where, where they can't lose uh, any series but but they're not at the point yet where they have to sweep all their series um, so, so you know, hopefully they take two out of three from Cleveland and kind of stay in the mix. And then they have a five-gamer uh, against Washington, which is going to make their season. So they have to take 
four out of five in Washington, and that might set them up, uh, especially since uh, since Washington's only a game up on on the top wild card. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So we're looking. So I'm looking at the uh, the uh, division or the breakdown of the divisions on the standings is what the word I'm looking for. So yeah. So you've got, uh, and it looks like you know the Cubs, the Cubs are out of the wild card right now. Um, with the Brewers actually ahead of them by a game, and you know, then you got for the, the moment, they've yes, been. yeah, and then the Nationals are only, uh, I mean, they're a game up on the uh, on the Brewers as well, uh, but they've got two more games to play, which is what they're probably what they're making up with the game, the five game series against the Phillies. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then you got the, the the worst team in baseball is the Tigers. So, uh, I don't know. They, I don't think they're going to set the record for most losses. I don't think, but I mean, they're uh, they're doing their, they're doing a solid job with this tanking this year. Yeah, they're um, yeah, they're not they're not quite there because I think the all timer was like one twenty three, right? Or you know, one twenty ish, right around there uh, is is the all time. So so they're not quite going to get there. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. The addition of the second wild card, even though I wish that you know it was it was more than a one and done. I wish it was like a best of three, you know, uh, type of format for the four five um, uh, wild card round. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, but it, but it is you know a you know a lot of teams in the mix. The second wild card is really you know allowing for some intrigue because especially on the National League side, I mean, you, you still have four seven nine teams in the mix for for five spots um in the on the national league side and then and then for the for the two wild card spots i mean you have three teams completely neck and neck in the in the al so uh and then of course you have the seeding aspect you know basically battling between uh uh, the yankees and and houston for the one two you know it looks at this point you know, it's not a total lock, but it looks at this point, you know, you're, you know, the winner of the the uh, AL Central is going to be uh, going to be the number three. Yes, I would uh, I would agree with that. Uh, that the um, okay. and it's likely going to be the, likely going to be the Twins. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But, but yeah. So I mean, uh, well, you I mean, but in the National League, you've got you've got you know, well, you've got. I mean, they're really only. I mean, well, yeah, you got yeah, because I mean, you got two teams that already won the division. So the Braves have won the division, right? And then the, uh, I think they won their division. And then Braves yeah. magic numbers one, so they win one, or Washington loses one. So yeah, so it's all you know, foregone conclusion. Oh. Well, they oh they yeah they clinched the playoff berth, so they're uh, they're already in. So I mean, you've got uh, so the Braves are in. Do- in. Yeah, the, yeah, yep, the Dodgers are in with the division winning. Uh, and then you got two teams in the American League that have also uh, clinched uh, uh, playoff spots. Uh, and right now you have you know the battle for home field. So you're going to have possibly. I mean, you could have you have six teams in the AL that could win. Well, not I guess really not six teams. You got well, how many games? Let's see. So you got 93 and 59. So that's 130 or 142 games or 152. So they got ten games left, basically, yeah, in the season. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so you've got in the American League, you've got uh, you've got 
four, well, three teams that probably could win 100 games. So, uh, and then the NL, you're going to get, you're just going to get two, if that. So, uh, I mean, the Twins would have to basically, yeah, the, the Dodgers Twins would, for sure. Yeah, the Twins would have to play, you know, outstanding baseball to win the, they'd have to play, uh, you know, they have to win seven of their next 10 games, basically, uh, in order to make the, make it to 100 wins. Uh, whereas the Yankees and the Astros are both going to be competing just to try to, to see who can win that, uh, that division. Or, I mean, not that division, but the home field for the, uh, you know, what is hopeful, the ALCS. So, uh, but yeah, so yeah, so baseball, yeah, that's wrapping up. So we'll get excited for the playoffs. I mean, I know you're, you know, you're, you love the first uh, week of the playoffs for baseball. Uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, like, I think you could have more intrigue this year than I think in some other years uh, because of just well, what you could see for the pitching matchups or the teams. I mean, like, you know, I, I love baseball. I mean, we know that. But, I mean, like, you know, when I see Oakland in a, in a one-game playoff whatever, it doesn't really, you know, doesn't have as much there because, I mean, they're a team that, you know, is that money ball aspect of it. Uh, and they don't tend to have, you know, they don't have those aces that we're going to likely see uh, pitch possibly, well, in one of the AL or one of the wildcard games for sure uh, and possibly for both of the wildcard games. Uh, because I mean, you got to figure that you're going to see Scherzer, Strasburg, or, or Corbin in for the Nationals if they uh, end up holding onto the wild card spot, and then you're going to be playing, you know, either against the Brewers, who at least you know are somewhat of an exciting team with just the offense that they can play, or the Cubs, which is a na- has a national fan base, uh, and then you know in the American League you're going to have uh, you know the Indians with Bieber, Power, or Clevenger going up against. Uh, uh, you know, maybe the the Rays and their uh, their juggernaut of arms. Uh, whereas Oakland again, they're in it. But I mean, like, what's what's sexy about Oakland? There's not much. Right. Yep. You know, the money ball aspect they build for the regular season, but you know, when it when it comes to postseason, you know, they're not really really cut out for it. You know, the Rays it'll be interesting, uh, especially if they if they host or or they advance. You know, or are they going to get more than 10,000 fans uh, at the games? <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's been since 2011, the, the baseball situation down here has gotten worse. Um, so, so it'll be interesting to see if anybody would even show up for a uh, for a postseason game. Well, I mean, there would be people that would show up. They'd probably be for the uh, fans of the opposing team, unless you're Oakland. So, I mean, that, well, that, that, that would be the interesting thing. Oakland, yeah. yeah, that would be the interesting thing is if you have Oakland. Uh, versus the the Rays and to see who could for futility of fans, but yeah, but yeah, so yeah, especially if it's at Tampa because you know Oakland they'll draw for postseason. You know I think they have a pretty passionate fan base. You know baseball fan base there, kind of a you know kind of a cult following uh, with with, uh, with Oakland. So so at least if they advance to the postseason, you'll see a you'll see a full house in in their lousy stadium. I, I can't even guarantee that with with Tampa, and then especially if they move on and play the Yankees, you're gonna have more Yankees fans there than than uh, than Rays. Oh yeah, without doubt. So, but all right, well, I think we're uh, just under the hour mark, so I think this would be a good time to wrap up. Uh, we don't need to talk about the NFL. I know that you know there's there's really nothing really to talk about. I mean, a lot of quarterback injuries, but I mean, uh, we'll see what happens uh, this week uh, and that, and then I mean we'll. Like I said, Saturday night is uh, or Saturday is going to be a fun day of college football. Yep, yeah, the first real good one of the year, especially when you when you have back to back, basically triple header of uh, of ranked matchups. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Uh, a lot of intriguing games, a lot of 
big games that early on are going to be very meaningful to um, to the college football playoff. All right, John. Well, until next week, we will talk to you then. Adios.